Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Matt. I think I caught Justin a little bit off guard. <laughs> we good, we good. <laughs> We here, Dub Nation. We here with the victory, as we expected, a dominant victory. The Warriors did to the Lakers what the Celtics did to the Sixers after both teams on some level play with their food a little bit. I don't think the Warriors play with their food that much the first game, but I do think that they let one slip away. This should be 2-0 right now, and it's not. So they need to get that back on the road. But, um... Nice, dominant win. We see the Lakers look a little gazy in the light when they're not getting them free throws. So, yeah, Justin, I mean, it, it was a dominant, dominant win. Kerr pulled a trick out of his bag with Jermichael tonight in the starting lineup because our boy Loon, shout out to Warriors World for the dope tea. Hopefully everybody can see that. Boom. So I thought I was, you know, rocking it tonight. But, um, yeah, Jermichael Green started because Loon was apparently sick is the story we're going with. And uh, so he did not start, and Jermichael started in his place. And that did open up things a little bit on the floor for them. And for the most part, Jermichael was solid in his minutes. He knocked down a few threes. Um didn't do too many crazy fouls or anything like that. Um, played within the role they asked him to do. And Anthony Davis struggled tonight. Some of it based on the Warriors, Dre's defense, but some of it was just he had no legs. He was tired, as we anticipated, with only one night off 
and having played 44 minutes the other night. So um, LeBron came out hot, started hot, and Uchi, what's his name? Uchi, how do I pronounce it before I say it wrong? Hachimura. Hachi, so Uchi. <laughs> Uchi Wally. No, Hachimura. <laughs> 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 what was Chad doing? What was, what was I'm sure that clip will go viral. People say she she don't know basketball. She shouldn't have a job because she thinks his name is Uchi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Shaq thing when Shaq was calling him Rudy, Rudy Hachimura. <laughs> Bro, I don't be paying attention to shit. But um, yeah, I was like, oh, he's gonna have a fake shooting night tonight, but. You know, none of it mattered. Steph had a masterful floor game. You know, I think it's important to point out that, like, when we say put the ball in Steph's hands, it doesn't always mean it's for him to score. It's for him to make the decisions (laughs) on the court. And if you do that, good things are going to result from him. Killa, Killa showed up tonight (laughs) Mm -hmm. and lit them up. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he had it going. Um, just a really dominant win, you know, and then everyone else chipping in where they needed to. Not a great night for Jordan Poole. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. But nonetheless, they got it done. They got it done. And now the series shifts to LA. The Warriors have to get at least one of those games. Um mm-hmm. they have to get one of those games. Um, we know role players, their games don't typically travel. So, you know, not that we've really had any one particular role player playing that well. I mean, I guess if you say Jermichael Green stepped up tonight, but I wouldn't say in this series anyway, so far, it's been any role player that's like tremendously stepped up. Moody, Moody, he's been very good and he needs to get more minutes. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see what happens when the series shifts, but you know, um, I really want them to get game three. I want them to get both games, but I really want them to get game three. Yeah, I think they I think they should really go after game three. You know, they kind of, um, you know, not gave away game one, but they had an opportunity to win game one and they let it slip. And um, I think there's an opportunity to get that back by going still game three. Um, game four is kind of like, eh. You know, if you still game three, it's like, okay, we did, we did our job, you know, obviously go out and try to win game four. But if you don't win that game, it's not the end of the world. And then I think you should really go for five and six. But, yeah, I mean, in terms of the win, I think Curd and the guys, they made all the adjustments they needed to make. And from this point on, I think they should lean into those adjustments until L.A. counter counters it. I don't think L.A. can really counter it beyond hoping they hit – more threes to to even out that discrepancy or whatever the they get more fouls fouls for them exactly exactly. which they're going to get some more at home with the home cooking and Mm -hmm. some of their guys are going to play better austin reeves hasn't had a really good game yet so they'll have the crowd behind them at home yeah the thing with reeves is i'm not really sure how good of a game he can have against them unless he just gets a bunch of free throws he's kind of like herder in the sense that, like, he's really relying on screens and navigating around screens. And then he, you know, he's different from Herter in the sense that he's more of a grifter and, like, he gets a lot of foul calls where Herter is just a movement shooter from three. So 
just the same way Herder didn't really have a great series. I just don't see it for Austin Reeves. Obviously, I mean, anything can happen. Like, a guy can get hot. But I like the way the Warriors defended the Lakers. Like I said before, putting Wiggins on LeBron and putting Draymond on AD and just trusting that they will stay out of foul trouble is the rep- is the recipe to stifle this Lakers offense because if those two guys aren't going crazy – they really don't have a ton of offense or a ton of guys that can really hurt you. Like I said, Reeves is one of those guys where I just can't see him really hurting you that bad. Um, You know, D'Lo has his moments, but I don't really see him like hurting you that bad. And obviously once they get home in crypto, you know, their shots to be a little bit more on than they are in chase arena, but uh, chase center. But yeah, I think from this point on, if they can stay out of foul trouble, the Lakers shouldn't really be putting up 117, 115, stuff like that anymore. They should be hovering around 100 points. They, I mean, their offense is mid. It's very, it's very mid. And tonight, I mean, granted, the same would, you know, the same applies for um, the Lakers starters. But, you know, the only person who saw over 30 minutes tonight was Clay Thompson at 31. But, Everyone's under 30 minutes. Your starters. Yeah, the game was over by the third quarter. Right. So, I mean, bodes well, you know. I mean, look, the, like I said, the Lakers, LeBron and AD, they didn't play as many minutes either, but it's still now only one night of rest. And I just, I think the Warriors are better equipped to handle only having one night off than the Lakers are. And I agree. And they're used to playing an up-tempo game, or they're better suited to play an up-tempo game than the Lakers are. They're in better condition than the Lakers are because they've been playing this pace. And, you know, guys have been playing the whole season. And their body's just more conditioned to to play a lot of games in a short amount of time and still be fine um, conditioning-wise. So I, I said going into the series, well, we both said going into the series that short turnaround and limited rest in between games is going to favor the Warriors. I think that's going to shine through um, you know, going forward in this series for sure. Justin, why is it that, like you just said, you know, like the Warriors are conditioned to play this way? So why is it that when I say the Lakers don't want to play that fast, that NBA Twitter, not even NBA Twitter, that the Laker fans come for me and say I'm a moron and I don't know what I'm talking about. And I get it. They're fanatics and it's their team. But why are they under the impression because they are like top 10 in fast break that that means that they they can play with the Warriors? Why do they think that? Because that seems to be their confusion. Um. I'm not sure. I mean, their defense leads to a lot of fast breaks because, you know, Anthony Davis is so disruptive and Vanderbilt and those guys. Um, they also played against Memphis the series before, and Memphis was another team who, quote-unquote, plays fast, but it's really their defense triggering a lot of fast breaks for them. They naturally don't play – they don't play very fast on offense. You know what I mean? In the half court, they're – it's a lot of pick and roll, slow pick and roll, stuff like that. Whereas you can see the Warriors, everybody's just moving, moving, moving. Even on the even on the May basket, they're pushing the ball down the court. You know, we saw against the Kings, even on the Warriors May baskets, they're pushing the ball down the court. That's really playing fast. Exactly. Um, I don't think the Lake the Lakers are not that type of team. But if you say anything that isn't like, you know, super positive about the Lakers, all Lakers fans gonna just jump into your mentions and say this, call you all type of names, all this type of stuff. If you say anything negative about their team, 
So I'm not really, you know, surprised by that. Um, but yeah, they don't they don't want to play at that pace. It's clear they don't want to play at that pace. Exactly. We still have a ways to go. But I gotta tell you, if I end up being right about it being Warriors, Celtics, woohoo. Woohoo. That's all I gotta say about that. Um yeah, I mean, look, this I was happy they 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 handled their business and by the third quarter I knew we were winning and that's what I needed in my life. It's been a stressful week. So um yeah, that's what I needed. So thank you, Warriors. Let's do it again on the weekend. I know it's probably not gonna be a blowout, but I mean, shit, if you can go in there and blow them out in there, that would make them like really may not make Braun, but them other guys, they'll start to lose their confidence. It starts with Steph. I think they might tweak their coverages a little bit. They won't like hard, hard double them as much. Like he's still going to get a few, but I think he's going to be given some of the grace to go one-on-one a little bit more or, you know, have an opportunity to score himself. And it's got to be him putting up a vintage, you know, 34, 35 point game where he just hitting shot after shot. And then that might loosen up the Lakers defense a little bit. Um, Would be really nice would be really nice if we could get a pool game. Yeah, we'll see. The thing with Jordan, it starts on the defensive end. Like, because if you're not going to play defense, then literally your role is to just give Steph a break. That's what his role was today. Give Steph a break, and then you coming right back out the game because you can't stay on the court because you're you're killing our defense. And he has to realize that. I mean, some of these fouls are just so stupid. It's like Jordan. It's literally him bailing himself out from having to play defense, which doesn't make sense because you're just gifting them fouls. You're putting fouls on your team, putting them closer to the bonus. Or when they're shooting, you're giving them free throws. So it just literally doesn't make any sense. And you keep doing it over and over again. It's like you're not stopping. Right. (laughs) Right. That's what's so frustrating. It's like you would think he would like, at some point, just stop doing that. But because yeah, like I said, you were for the most part good in the first game. He was great in the first game. By all the shot controversy, all that bullshit, you were pretty good, you know. And you know, yeah, that was his, that was his best game of the playoffs. Game one, I had no issues. Even if he didn't score twenty one points, even if he missed a few more shots and it ended up with fourteen or something. His process was much better. He was trying on defense more than this game. I was still, he still got a ways to go. But this game, five thousand sixteen minutes is crazy. That's just complete lack of effort. Some of them may have been like BS calls, and you know we can talk about the Lakers whistle later. But that's just complete laziness and just uninterested in playing defense legitimately and trying to just bail himself out so he can get the ball back on offense. That's that can't work. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As far 
Former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives were consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Man, Jordan, I'm pulling for you, man. Like, I want them to stop talking about you, but you, you know, you have one good game, you have one good quarter, and then you, you know, like, just not consistent. But all that shit they were talking about, Reeves, I really want him to, like, Reeves hasn't done anything in this series so far, but it's like, I want Jordan to, like, Mm -hmm. clearly, handedly, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Reeves is kind of like in that, like his role is like almost Clay-ish, not necessarily Clay as far as being the number two option on offense, but as far as impact standpoint, he's probably like their fourth or third guy that they're relying on. Um, so his his role is like above Jordan's role, and he's still, you know, I still think Jordan is probably a better player than him, but <laughs> he's just been completely dominated by Clay Thompson so far in this series. <laughs> um, it's tough. And people don't realize, and this is another indication that the Lakers really don't want to play this type of pace. You don't realize how taxing it is to chase these dudes yeah. over screen, over screen, over screen, and then yeah. have to initiate and, and score offense on the other side. He looks like he's just using all his energy for defense and he has nothing left for offense, you know? So Clay, on the other hand, is like he's ready to go. He's shooting no matter what point in the game it is. He's running off these screens hard. He's playing with high energy on defense. He's still playing with good energy. It's really different. It's like a different level to this stuff. And that's why they've been so successful all these years. And that's why guys like Austin Reeves got to go through these process a few times before they reach that level because it's it doesn't just happen. No. And we won't know, but that's part of the reasons. One of the reasons I always said, like, I was not worried about the Bucks because I said, you got Drew out there chasing them around. I said, there's no way he's going to be able to do that and then be reliable offensively. And the Bucks need him to be reliable offensively. Simple as that. People don't take these things, these things into account, um, but they'll see over the course of this this playoff run, they'll see. Yeah. I mean, before we move on, Bud got fired today. I mean, I ain't going to go so hard on the man because I keep forgetting that he did recently lose his brother. So tough, tough news to get when that just happens. I forgot about that, but I do think it was it was time. Yeah, I agree. It was time a few years ago, and it just didn't happen because they won that year. But he was going to lose his job that year. Yep. Yep. So, unfortunate. Never want to see anybody lose their job. Definitely don't want to see anybody lose a family member. But it'd be interesting to see who they replace him with. I mean, maybe Nick Nurse. That would be pretty good for them. Um, But I do think that that team – in general, is going to have some shaking up done over the summer. So it'd be, I'm curious to see what it looks like next year as far as coaching and roster. 
Yeah, and I see a lot of people talking about, oh, could he come, you know, Bud come to Golden State? And I got to tell you, I don't want him in Golden State because he thinks like fucking Kerr. Like, then there'll be like two of them. Nah, I'm good. I want someone who does not think like Kerr. Give me Vogel. Give me, give me. Yeah. I agree. You need to have you know, different, different voices, different minds in there. Or a Silas, whatever. But all the let's rest and the cautiousness and stick to the game plan. Don't switch it up. Nah, B. He's like, more OD than Kerr with that. I'm good. <laughs> I am good. Justin. I want to say he was on the Warrior staff already, though. Huh? I want to say he was already on the Warrior staff at one point. We don't need him back. <laughs> we do not need him back. Mm-mm.